Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Bot First Coffee Wake Up Call, the podcast where the message that is needed comes through when it is needed. With how much our world is changing so rapidly and intensely, we are going to learn together how to adapt and improvise and overcome as we move through it all. I'm your host, Kelly Greeno, aka the Oracle in a Hoodie. Let's get to it. So today we're going to talk about boundaries. Um, I titled this one, Shitty Beliefs About Boundaries Are Assuming I Can't, right? Quote unquote, I can't. That's where it's the foundational piece of what shitty beliefs about what boundaries are and what they mean are. So Uh, A couple weeks ago, or maybe it's been a couple months now, there was a topic I talked about boundaries and I wrote a lot of posts about them, about how people who don't understand boundaries, don't have strong boundaries themselves, when they first start to initiate and put boundaries in place around themselves, speaking for themselves, it can feel often very forceful, it can feel very confronting, it can feel very hurtful, it can feel selfish, it can feel... um, very much like an ultimatum when someone who doesn't have strong boundaries or for themselves, that's what it can sort of feel like. And I talked a little bit about how um, boundaries are important and why we need to understand them and know them and what they really mean. And I wanna talk specifically about the assumptions that are the foundation of really crappy boundary beliefs and boundary stories and around what boundaries mean. Um, I'm just adjusting my camera slightly here if you're watching the video. I wanted to be outside today, but it's super windy. So I want to talk about how when you have an assumption that's foundation is in I can't, you put up a boundary or make a decision about your boundaries or about someone else's boundaries that creates a miscommunication. It's based in the shitty belief. It's not beliefs based in truth. It's not based in what's actually available or possible. So uh, let's talk two sides of the same coin. I just made a post the other day, actually the last video I did um, or podcast episode, uh, I think I said like your cutoff is about this two sides of the same coin type of concept and how you can be in defiance or you can be in compliance. And when it comes to boundaries specifically, not having boundaries can often look like a lot of people come in and take things from you. They walk all over you, (coughs) excuse me, you self-sacrifice, you people please, you're codependent. There's very much no sense of self. It's very blurry and muddy between who you are and like where you end and where other people begin and where your identities or roles end and where you and yourself begin. Um, So that's one side of having kind of shitty crappy boundaries we get taken advantage of you get people come into you a lot the other side of shitty boundaries is when you are very um, like the opposite direction you're leaning into other people you're not respecting other people's boundaries you assume and you take advantage of other people um or the other side of this is like instead of 
maybe you don't lean in and necessarily take advantage of other people or have this sort of in the reverse, right? It's like leaning back, people are taking from you or you're leaning too far forward, people are, you're gonna be taking from other people. Um, it's also this leaning in and leaning forward concept also looks like you have walls around everything and no one can get to you. You don't give anything to other people. You cut people off very easily. This is kind of what I was talking about in that um, your cutoff video that you automatically are shut. And it's a, like, as soon as it gets difficult, you cut it off. As soon as it gets hard, you cut it off. As soon as it feels like it's not what you want, you cut it off. As soon as it sounds like something that might potentially possibly hurt you in some way, shape, or form later, you end it. It's often like, um, another way to look at this on one side of the coin is you stay too long in situations that are not great for you, not fulfilling, toxic relationships, bad relationships, harmful relationships, bad jobs, things that drain the crap out of you. You have a habit of staying too long. Um, for some reason, like literally the example of like, you waited too long or you let it stay too long is like when you let a banana, if you don't eat your bananas until they're like a day before you gotta throw them out because they're so mushy, like, maybe take a look at this concept, right? So one side is you stay too long. The other side of that coin is that you cut too quickly and you end it before you can get hurt, right? I'm going to end it before I can, they can hurt me. I'm going to be the one that says like, here's how I'm taking charge here. Here's how I'm taking control of this. So, right. I hope you're starting to see that like there's two kind of ends of the spectrum when it comes to work around boundaries and speaking for yourself and your limits. And I use the term boundaries because that's what's in the spiritual community and that's very common, but it's like your limits, your desires, speaking for what you want, telling people yes or no, um, taking on tasks uh, and projects and saying yes to people or saying no to people, being able to say no. That's a boundary issue. Being able to ask for what you want, that's a boundary thing. Um, so I want you to start really understanding what this boundary topic looks like and what it means and how there are kind of both ends of the spectrum. Now this concept of what I'm saying about assuming I can't, on either end of this spectrum, that's kind of the foundational piece. It's like, I can't. I can't is where it's the common thread and it kind of like ventures out into you're either going to be on one end of the spectrum or one end or the other end of the spectrum. If you foundationally believe I can't, and I can't can look like I'm not allowed. It can look like I'm not good enough. It can look like I'm not worthy enough. Um, it can look like I don't deserve it. Um, it can look like I have to work really, really hard to earn everything that I'm getting. Um, that's how, that's how I can't can look for us in our lives. And if you have this belief of I can't, um, you count yourself out. So you count yourself out of opportunities and then you use the excuse of boundaries such as, um, I'm going to give you a really spe specific example because I've been talking with someone about this lately that they, um, they're looking for support and coaching. They're looking for support and guidance 
um, to help them move forward. They have been doing a lot of personal work. They're aware of a lot of the pieces that are going on. And they're like, you know what? I need a coach to help me do this. So I had a friend send them my way. I started having a conversation uh, with them. And uh, he the first couple of messages, it was like, it was a lot about money. And it was like, here's what's going on in my life. Uh, basically, I can't afford it, but thank you anyways. But so he kind of reached out to be like, your friend sent me and I know she told you she, she, I, she sent me to you, but I can't. Right? There it is. There's that. But I, I can't. And I started looking at the language he was using and the, the words he's saying, and it was very much counting himself out. And I sort of sat there in awe because it was like, but you don't even know what my prices are. You don't even know what I do. You don't even know what is available from me. You, you, don't, you don't know. You're actually assuming a lot. You're assuming my prices don't match. I don't have an offer that fits for you. Assuming I can't help you. Assuming that feeling that I don't respond to messages. Assuming that I feel like receiving messages from people is taking from me. You're assuming my perspective. Assuming my, uh, you're, you're making assumptions about me that fulfill the story for you about how you can't. The assumptions this person was making about me and my business and how I work and what I have to offer, the assumptions he was making about me and about what I do and about what's available and about what's possible, the assumptions he made were stemming from his belief that he can't. He can't. I'm not allowed. I'm not worthy. And he uses the dis the discussion of boundaries as to say, well, like, well, it's rude of me to assume that you should. And I shouldn't cross your boundaries. And I don't want to take up your time. This is the languaging that people use around boundaries and affecting other people when they have a belief that says, I can't, I'm not good enough, I'm not allowed, I won't be able to, I, I have to sacrifice really hard first and I haven't done that yet, so I'm not worthy yet, I'm not deserving yet. This is the type of languaging that will mask and show you this core foundational piece. It's the stuff that's like, well, I don't wanna be rude, well, I don't wanna, um, I don't wanna assume that it's okay for me to do this. Like even, even saying the words, I don't, I don't wanna assume that I can, um, so I assume that I can't is what that says, right? So it's looking at the languaging you're using of, well, I don't wanna be rude, I don't wanna take advantage of someone, you should be paid for of what you're worth. Like the languaging starts to take a turn of, um, I don't want to say like self-aggrandizing someone else, but like being like, well, but I think so highly of you and like you're so, you are so much better than me. You're so much worthier than me. You are the, you are in this higher position than me and I'm lower and I don't want to, I, I want to show you how much I, how much I respect that, how much I look up to that, how much I value that, how much I think that is so important and I do that by sacrificing myself because the smaller I make myself, the more you're going to know that you're better and you're so great and I appreciate you, right? That's, that's that people-pleasing, that codependence. The more I sacrifice of myself, the more you're able to see how great you are and how much I really look up to you and appreciate you. That's people-pleasing. That's codependence, right? There's a lot of um, attachment styles if you're into that type of work um, as well. We can dive into those too, but... Um, actually, I have a friend of mine that is damn good at those things, and I would send you to her if you really wanted to talk about attachment styles. But 
can you start to see how this core belief is now trickling upward and to affect all of this other stuff about what you think you can do and can't do and you're missing opportunities. Now on the other side of the spectrum, right, we've started with the people pleasing and the, the codependence and the, um, the I'm not worthy and we're really in this like leaning back phase of like I'm not even valuable, I'm not even worthy, so just like take it from me and sure I'll self-sacrifice, right? You're seeing that side. The other side where we cut off walls, the other side um, where we build those walls around us, where we hold those walls, where we end things, or even where you lean further out into others and you are choosing to be the one that's like taking from everything else and trying to make sure that you're, you are the one that takes in all the responsibilities. Um, and you just assume, you're assuming nobody else has boundaries because you don't have boundaries, one. And two, it's this piece of the, the I can't stems from on that side of the coin starts to look like um, it's it stems from like I can't have all that I want. I can't have it all. I'm, I'm not really worthy of it all. I'm not deserving of it all. Um, and I have to prove it. Right, that's kind of that type of energy that you instead of being in people pleasing to like I'm gonna self sacrifice myself, it's I have to prove it and I have to work really really hard to prove it and I have to do everything to prove it and I will do it so that you don't have to, and I will take it off your plate. I will take it from you and I will do it, um, and that's that's I don't want to type too much into that side because the example I'm using is so much about the first side, but. Can you start to see how like, oh yeah, that's the foundation of like, but I can't, I won't, or I'm not allowed. Um, and you start to really count yourself out of it. So paying attention to why am I assuming this? Why do I think this? We start to observe, we start to question. When it's one of the best questions you can ask yourself is like, but is that the ultimate truth? Do I actually know that information for a fact? Do I actually know? right, for this customer, potential customer, client, this person that wanted support and help, do I actually know for sure what she does, if she's available, what her prices are, what she offers, what packages, what options I have, do I actually know? Even if you go to a website and start to look at information about what's listed, all the information that you have is what's listed on that page, and that may not even be everything you still can assume things about that. Especially when it comes to me, guys, like, <laughs> ask. So this is the thing that people that are high achievers, high performers, that are achieving the things that they want, living the life that they want, they ask. They don't assume anything. They've worked very hard to question themselves and to be able to be curious and observational enough about themselves and about their thought patterns and their thought process that they're able to see where they are still making an assumption, no matter how big or small. And this is what I talk about when I talk about communication. Um, I actually just finished writing a chapter in my new book about uh, communication. And it was very much about people needing to understand it is the constant back and forth to alleviate assumptions and to alleviate the filter that is speaking, my filter is speaking to your filter, the back and forth in that communication, asking, making sure, confirming, 
what you are hearing and sharing. This is what I heard. Is that what you said? Is this what you mean? And making sure that instead of speaking filter to filter, right? Trigger to trigger, filter to filter, conditioning to conditioning. When you go back and forth, that back and forth is what allows you to start speaking heart to heart. But every conversation opens up and starts on the surface. It starts back and forth between filters. And what you say or don't say is going to be based upon these core foundational beliefs of I can't, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it, I'm not allowed, I have to prove it, I need to do it all so that you can see that I'm capable. And it stems from and it can start to look like a lot of issues with boundaries with knowing where your limits are, with being able to speak for them. So for people who are looking to shift their relationship with boundaries, to put more boundaries in place so that they can actually operate in a very aligned, very powerful way. When we are in alignment, when you have found that alliance that I talk about, if we're talking about that coin, defiance, compliance, in the middle is alliance. When you are in that alliance or alignment within yourself, You are actually better able to help and serve and love everyone in your life. You can show up and give better performance in your job when you are in alliance. And yes, that means being able to say no and to put a boundary in place around something. Boundaries serve everyone when they come from a place of alignment. When we start to get too far on the side of the coin that is ending things, cutting things off and building walls, it's an assumption that I can't handle it. It's an assumption that I can't do that. It's an assumption that this is as far as I go and I'm not any better than that. This is as far as I, this is as good as I am. I can't go anymore. You're better than me. You're stronger than me. This is bigger. This is too much. We start to be in that mode of I can't. I can't handle that. I can't find the solutions. I can't be in this conversation. I can't open up that much. So when we're on this spectrum and we're swinging back and forth, when you start to move out of your comfort zone on that spectrum of being able to figure out where your boundaries are not, the majority of people are lacking boundaries or have shitty beliefs about boundaries or have the have um, too many walls, right? The majority of people, because this is something that we're not taught. Um, and this is something we have to figure out for ourselves and start to really find for ourselves and speak for them for ourselves, which is, it's all communication. Communication within yourself and communication between you and others. Communication doesn't mean you say it once. Sometimes it means you have to repeat it. But more than anything, communication and boundaries in particular are about, are about asking. It never hurts to ask the question. Whether or not other people have boundaries is not your responsibility. We can assume that people struggle with boundaries, yes, but this is where we need to learn how to ask. If you show up in a situation with someone, a conversation with someone, Asking where the boundary is, is one of the most amazing things you can do for someone. Because if you ask and they give you an answer, and let's say you're like, yeah, but a lot of people 
they don't know they won't speak their truth they won't speak it so it's just going to create drama down the line so i just choose not to interact because i don't want to deal with the drama you're counting yourself out of incredible opportunities incredible money incredible experiences incredible relationships if you think it's your responsibility to just kind of tiptoe and avoid everyone else because they're shitty at having boundaries. The truth is you're shitty at, at your own boundaries and that's why you assume others are shitty at having boundaries. Because not everybody is, but we all do have work to do around them. But this is why communication is important. So if you come up to someone and you ask where the boundary is, and let's say, let's say they're not good at talking about their boundaries and voicing it. So let's say they give you an answer so they say, they say yes when they really probably should have said no within themselves. But you asked, so they said yes. So you move forward and start doing whatever it is you said you were going to do in this project or opportunity or whatever relationship. It's your job in that equation to continue to feel yourself. To continue, If you feel like, oh, this doesn't feel great or I don't know if that was a yes or that felt like maybe it shouldn't have been a yes from them. Not that it's your responsibility, but ask yourself to feel the energy of a space. Ask yourself, does this feel fully right or do, not, do I need to ask more questions? Asking more questions will get you a better answer. Figure out very specifically where someone's boundary is. And we all think, especially in relationships, there's this whole thing, and I know I've made posts about it, that it's like, but that's so unsexy, and oh, that's so not great. It's like, you know what's unsexy? Having your boundaries crossed and making everything super muddy and chaotic and feeling hurt and triggered and scarred and traumatic issues after, after the fact. None of that's ever sexy. What's sexy is being able to have a conversation with someone that talks about boundaries, and you're really connecting with them on a heart level. And you're figuring out, how does how is this dynamic between us going to work? And what does that look like right now? And how is this going to go? And what's okay with them? Because especially, let's take this relationship context. If you know ahead of time what actually works for someone and where they are a hard no about something, you bet your ass it creates a more sexy interaction between the two of you. We are, as children... We are constantly trying to find where the boundaries are. And again, this is a good place where you can see parents that have on both ends of the spectrum. We all know parents that have zero boundaries, rules, regulations for their children. And we all know parents at the other end where they are super strict, helicopter, overreactive parents. Right? We can think of examples of those situations. Children are looking for where are my boundaries? And if there are no boundaries, that creates trauma. That creates struggle. That's way too much stress on their system because they're trying to figure shit out and they don't feel safe. If you're on the opposite end and you're very, very strict, that feels that can create a traumatic response as well. It's too much stress on the system. There's not enough room to move. There's always this fear of I'm going to get it wrong and then I'm going to get yelled at and I'm always going to cross the boundaries. So I would say... In my particular case with this example, that he probably had that experience as a kid, but it could also be the opposite end. Maybe he grew up with zero boundaries at all, and now that's where he's reacting from and acting from and choosing to to assume, well, I never had any boundaries, so nobody has boundaries ever. So it's my responsibility to tiptoe around and make sure I don't cross anybody's. Or maybe it's the other end of the spectrum that's like super strict, hyperactive, 
helicopter parent where it's like I was always overstepping the boundary. I was always getting it wrong, which means I was constantly in trouble for it and causing action reactions and there's drama that comes from it because I stepped over the line and everything blew up in my face. Right? So in an attempt to try and avoid that, because that's really shitty for a child to have that experience where you're constantly walking around landmines. When is it going to blow up? When is it going to blow up? That's very stressful on a child's system. That's stressful on anybody's system, but especially as a child that is developing their neurological pathways. If you're constantly feeling like I'm going to step and it's going to explode, that causes you to have a reaction around something like tiptoeing around everyone's boundaries and working really hard to try not to overstep them. And because when you do, it's gonna cause drama. It's gonna be an issue and conflict is gonna result, it's gonna erupt, right? So how do you, what do you do to fix this, right? If you can see yourself in some of these patterns and habits and languaging around boundaries, around speaking for yourself, around people pleasing or cutting things off because you figure I'm gonna reject them before they reject me or I'm gonna cut it off before I might get hurt, um, it's going to feel, first you need to understand, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. If you're on the end of the spectrum where you are the one leaning back and people have continued to take advantage of you um, and you're people pleasing and you're trying really hard not to, to manage everyone else's responses and manage where everyone else's boundaries and trying to figure shit out without anybody actually telling you. So you're like doing it all on your own. When you start to show up and ask questions, it's going to feel very confronting to you. It's going to feel hard to do. It's going to feel hard to use your voice. It's going to feel hard to ask a question. It's going to feel scary to speak up. It's going to be um, awkward and weird to figure out what question you even want to ask. But you got to start. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are more of the, I've always put up walls and I cut people off and I make the decision to end things. So if nobody else is going to create the boundaries for me, then I'm going to create them all myself. And here's the walls and here's the path. And I make all those decisions on when things start and end and I control it all. If you're on that end of the spectrum, again, it's going to feel confronting. It's going to feel really weird. It's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. And on that end of the spectrum, if you start implementing boundaries and asking questions and starting to really communicate with people about where boundaries really are and you start um, pushing yourself to figure out what happens when you do actually open and let your walls down and stop ending things and you challenge yourself to enter into difficult conversations, to enter into discussions where you might be, right? There's the emotional risk of being rejected in some way. It's going to feel very scary. It's going to feel very tight. It's going to feel like you are being too loosey-goosey and you're being the type of person that like you just wear your heart on your sleeve, even if it's like the smallest bit of opening to people. And it feels very uncomfortable. But the idea of this process is to know that you are responsible for yourself and only yourself forever and for always. Other people's boundaries are not your responsibility. It is not your job to figure out where other people's boundaries are, where they need to be, or um, to like trial and error to make sure that you don't step on them or step over them. Your job is and forever will always be to find your alliance within yourself, to find your own alliance and um, alignment and be willing to speak for it, which means asking the questions of other people. 
hey, this is what I'd like to do. Does that work for you? What does that look like? Are you okay with this? What about that? It is seriously people that will tell you, I'm going to tell you that asking more questions and over communicating, and I would rather have you ask a bajillion questions, are the, is the most amazing way to be as a human being. Because it actually allows people around you and who you're conversing with and who you're working with to relax. Because boundaries let us relax. When we know where the boundaries are, we can easily determine as adults, is this situation for me or not? Do those boundaries and expectations feel great to me or not? Yes or no? Does something need to change for me in order to feel better? Yes or no? When you have the boundaries and you know what's there, you actually get to relax and it develops trust. Because if you say this is the boundary and you hold it, your actions match your word. And our word actually means everything. Even though we've gotten away from it in the world these days, your word is powerful, your word matters. Does your word match your actions and your decisions? That's what people are always subconsciously looking for. We look for it in companies all the time. What do you think cancel culture is about? People that have set boundaries in place, set expectations, and then they don't match them. So as you start to ask more questions and communicate, how do you fix these shitty beliefs? How do you start implementing boundaries? No matter what end of the spectrum that you're on, you start asking questions because you're asking questions for yourself. You're not asking questions to try and serve them, help them, please them, support them, figure things out for them. You're asking for yourself because you need to know where the boundaries are in order to show up more fully and capable because you are worthy, you are loved, you are allowed, you are deserving. So this whole belief that's at the foundation of this that's I can't, that's not the ultimate truth. Don't count yourself out with assumptions about someone else's boundaries or rules or regulations. Be willing to show up and ask questions. Be willing to show up and ask more questions. And we have this fear, I get it, because we see it all the time that like a two-year-old, their favorite word is why. So they show up and it's why, 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 why. And we see in stereotypical society and stereotypical conversations and mainstream society that like, oh my God, it's so annoying. They always say why. I end up answering because. That's just laziness. That is pure linguistic, energetic, emotional laziness, and it is crushing our children and their ability to ask questions and learn things and figure out where the boundaries and expectations are so they can find themselves. We need to, I know that we're like, that's ingrained in us. We're afraid of that even now as an adult, you know, 30, 40 years later, we're still afraid of that because it's scarring. To a two-year-old, that's harsh. It's like, I'm not supposed to ask questions. I'm supposed to be quiet. I need to not bug people. Well, fine. I'll give you the silent treatment. That's the kind of stuff that children, when they're trying to figure out their boundaries, they're trying to figure out um, what side of the coin or what kind side of the spectrum they're going to be on when it comes to setting boundaries and speaking for themselves or people pleasing or taking from others or cutting things off and building walls. That's the language they use as kids. Whether you're two or you get up to five, six, 13, 17, it's the same, same concept, right? So how do you fix these shitty beliefs? 
one, you under, start to understand you are worthy and no, everyone else is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is yourself. And you show up and ask questions for yourself so that you can figure out where the boundaries are. And if the greatest and most beautiful conversations are when you show up to ask and you ask a question and the other person is like, oh, I don't even know the answer to that. So now they have to question and actually figure that answer out for themselves. So by you showing up, you're doing them a huge service because you're giving them an opportunity to figure it out for themselves instead of you just automatically placing on them what you believe their boundaries should be, what you believe their rules should be or their availability should be. We need to give people the gift of being able to think for themselves, to figure things out for themselves. So yeah, if you show up and they don't have any boundaries and they've never done it before and you ask a question, they can react shitty and then you know, okay, I don't need to go any further with this person. No matter what it is. But odds are, the really cool people and the people that are on the same journey as you, when you start asking questions and asking where are the boundaries, what are the expectations, what are the specifics, they're going to hit a moment where it's like, oh, I don't even know. I don't know the answer to that. And they get to lean into that and decide for themselves. You have no right to decide for someone else what their boundaries are or what they should be. You have no right to speak for them. You have no right to make assumptions about what they do and who they are. And you cannot assume that because it was true with one person, it's going to be true with the next. Because past experiences don't determine the future experiences. And no one person determines anything for anyone else. So just because you've had other coaches in the past who have said things in the past or other therapists or other services doesn't mean you get to assume the person that you're looking at working with or talking to or interested in or want to see right now is going to respond or have the same boundaries. Every person is unique. This is like we're as connected as we are. We have the internet, we have social media. The communication right now is so easy that we've gotten super fucking lazy very lazy with our language, very lazy with our communication. And when somebody pushes a little bit, you push against someone that's lazy, the smallest thing feels like a huge deal to them. So yeah, you probably are going to run into people where it's uncomfortable. They react with like, what's your problem? Why are you being so pushy? And why is it even matter? Can't you just figure this out? But I'm telling you, this is one of the greatest gifts we can give other people because that allows everyone to start to grow. Everyone starts to figure out their stuff. Everyone starts to ask better questions. Those that are ready is what I mean by everyone. Because not everyone will. Not all people will. There's a lot of people that are perfectly happy being in their tiny little box and expecting everyone else to know what they want and know what they mean without them actually having to use their brain and their mind to communicate more effectively. God forbid we put a little bit of work into communicating and connecting with ourselves and with people. So, bottom line ask questions. Start to look at which side of the coin and the spectrum you are on. Maybe you see something else. Maybe you've noticed something else. If you've got questions about boundaries and about what these beliefs may be, or if you're questioning like, do I really have that belief of like, is it really that I core and my core think I can't? Think I'm not allowed? Think I'm not worthy and not good enough, not deserving? Like, message me and let's chat about it and figure out where you're coming from and what's going on. Because the the funny part about all of this is our mind is so good at 
talking us in circles and convincing us of all these stories that are limiting, that are untrue, that are based in assumptions, that are, aren't based in anything that we actually know. Our mind is really, really good at that. So give yourself the gift of learning how to ask questions. Show up and ask questions. Know that, yes, this is different for you. Yes, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but I'm telling you it will serve you in major ways in the long run. And it will serve everyone that you interact with in the long run. And if you've got questions, come ask. I'm happy to help figure shit out. Um, Because your mind is really good at confusing you and at about making stories super convoluted and making everything sound so complicated and hard. And I really, it's not, I mean, I got pages and pages of messages from, uh, from this person I've been talking about. And it was interesting to me to just observe, like there's so much in there and I can feel how it's very valid for this person that that's their experience. That's what they've had. And that's what they've, they've been through and that's what they now expect. And that's what they experience every time they, they do show up or something like that. And it's like, yeah, but that core thing at the bottom is actually this one simple concept of not thinking they're good enough and thinking they can't. And then all the assumptions and the whole story stems from that. That's where it all comes from. Very valid for them to experience and feel those things. Very valid that they have experienced those things and they will continue to likely so long as this is the core belief that they're operating from because that core belief is what translates and runs all the programs and it's going to, the programs reflect the coding in the bottom. The core code, it's how it works. Okay. That's all I got for today. If you've got questions, make sure that you reach out and ask. You can find me on Instagram. I'm no longer on Facebook. Uh, all of these episodes are on my IGTV, my YouTube, and on the But First Coffee Wake Up Call podcast. You can go to my Linktree link and see a lot of the different things that I've got open and offering from some different editing and um, ebook and workbook creation options because I'm actually kind of really good at that stuff um, to events. I have a couple of workshops I just opened now that we can finally do things in person again. So live events are coming back. Make sure you check those out and be fierce about who you are and what you desire in your life and embrace your truth. See ya! so much for listening on this week's episode don't forget to subscribe like share follow you can contact me on instagram or facebook at k-e-l-l-y-g-r-i-g-n-o-n i'm always happy to receive messages and comments and questions and i love to interact with all of you you can follow along on my social media and i look forward to talking to you soon